Hello friends, this is Parag here, your host on Stay Strong Podcast. Thank you very much for joining my podcast, checking it out on YouTube or on Spotify. I'm so very glad that the podcast is turning out to be a very good um, informative podcast for the women specifically um, who are about 40 and want to get started with the kettlebell sporting journey. Today we have a guest from Seattle. Her name is Eileen Daughter. She is a training manager with a multinational company, a cosmetic multinational company in New York. And she balances her training by working and traveling. And it is interesting to see women who want to get into kettlebell sport and have a dedication like Eileen, who has succeeded very well in recent some of the competitions. Now, she started lifting kettlebells little later but having a very good background in the field of fitness she started lifting weights at the age of 18 she has done powerlifting she has done yoga now she is doing a combination of kettlebells and boxing a fitness enthusiast fitness freak and a very physically fit person whom i have come across and i'm really glad that she accepted my proposal to be on this podcast and share her journey so that I can get deeper into the mind to understand her training program. What does the coaches trains? What are the training program they follow? What kind of nutrition they follow? So that it really helps the women kettlebell lifters out here in India. Please welcome Elaine from Seattle. Hello friends, this is Parag here and welcome back to Stay Strong Podcast. We have Eileen from Seattle, US and I'm so excited to speak to her because every week I release this podcast to motivate women out here in India who are about 40 to get into kettlebell sport and Eileen has done considerably well and I'm really glad to connect with her. Over to you Eileen, uh, please introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, please give me your fitness and professional background. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, and so excited to have this time with you all. Um, I have to say, I started, I think I've always been an active kid, and when my parents saw that I needed to burn some of that energy, they um, wanted me to seek a sport that I was passionate about, and so I loved gymnastics, and I was a gymnast till I was almost 17 years old. And at the age of 10, I entered the team level and had a coach. I've actually had three coaches in gymnastics and um, still to this day, they're people that I call upon. So I really value them. Um, I competed all the way up till I was 17 years old, like I said, and I reached level nine, which is yeah. fairly competitive, but being that I'm fairly tall, <laughs> um, I'm about five foot eight. So not the average gymnast. Um, I had a nickname, uh, my coach, he used to call me Sky because I was so, could always float so high. Um, and at that point in time, at 17, you know, I was trying to make some good decisions for my future. Did I wanna continue on in college, gymnastics? You know, where did I see this going? So I did a little bit of coaching and assisting. And then um, I hadn't gotten hurt and felt really lucky that I'd had such, you know, a safe journey throughout my gymnastics career. Um, but there was something always inspiring to me about hard work and dedication. And it seemed to come through, you know, all through my competitive career. So at 17, I decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up my 
beam shoes and <laughs> grips and all my equipment and um, maybe venture into, you know, a career and starting um, a new a new chapter. But I knew that with all my gymnastics that I had really built a strong foundation for just strength and overall health. And I had a passion for wanting to learn to lift weights um, to kind of maintain that. And so I started, um, my mom is very active. I started going with her to the gym and she had an aerobics teacher. And this teacher had a coach um, or personal trainer um, who taught her to lift weights. And so I went with her to this personal trainer. So I was so enthralled by, you know, wanting to learn and, you know, really do it the right way was always fundamental for me is form before strength. And my, um, my passion led me to starting to possibly compete. So I had a coach and I joined this team called the Pacific Powerlifters. Um, and I started off at age 18, following yeah. along with everyone there. It was almost like a family. That's what I loved about it. Um, and I did my first bodybuilding show when I was almost 18 years old, okay. uh, the Vancouver Natural. And what I learned about that is it's a lot of work behind the scenes for a short moment. And for me, I wanted something that you do all that work to maintain an everyday life. And I thought that was really, really an important learning for me. And so I decided that I would then venture into powerlifting. And I did that, kept my strength up um, and was able to follow his program. Um, and we were competing all over in Canada. We went um, all over Washington and then we qualified to the national it's called the American Drug Free Association, um, the national qualifier for teenagers, which is in New York City. And I was, gosh, it was in 1993. So hope that doesn't it's date me too bad here. here. But still you have the <laughs> memories and it's pretty strong. Yeah, I actually um, at the, you know, at the Teenage Nationals won two records that are teenage, one for the squat. So I had a 354 pound squat and then my deadlift was 374 pounds at the age of, you know, 18. And so um, I think that really stemmed from like just having a really strong foundation and being able to maintain and have the right coaching. Um, and then from there, I decided that, gosh, my weight was kind of like, it was getting up there. Cause you know, all those heavy weights, I was like, you know, I. I was competing and um, barely could make my weight class. I was, as a teenager, kind of struggled from just barely making it to like, oh, I have to go in the bigger weight class. So at that point, I decided that I wanted to pursue a career. Um, and so I started working and things kind of got carried away and lots of success. Um, and so I kind of like went to just, how do I live a normal life and kind of put my working out aside, which didn't seem very much like me. So I took a little time off um, to go to school, work. I got married, I have two girls. I have a 24-year-old daughter, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and I'm a grandma. Um, so my granddaughter is five years old. And so at that time, when my youngest daughter was born, I had a pretty um, solid career. And I decided that some of my best and most focused time was when I was um, working out and had that focus and when I also um, pursued something that I had a passion for, like a goal. So um, when my daughter, my youngest daughter was two years old, 
um, that was about 2009, I thought, you know what, yoga was so big up here. And I was kind of intrigued because it kind of fell in the gymnastics lane. And I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll just do a group on and, and go to hot yoga. And I loved it. So I started off um, kind of slow, you know, did the group on, did a month, did a, you know, six months. Then I decided I'm gonna sign up for a year. And um, I loved the Bikram style, the discipline. I think it was really good for getting my mind back and, you know, into focus and um, really building strength. And so, in 2014, I competed in the yoga championships here in Washington. And then again in 2015. And what I learned is that I'm not as flexible as I would really wanna be, but I have flexibility. And I think my strength comes from um, that strong foundation. So I met my coach Seiko Shima. She was a yoga yes. instructor. And I went to balance my yoga with joint mobility. So yin yoga became a focus for me. Okay. And I was starting to take yin yoga from her. And she invited me to come to her gym, which is called Crazy Monkey. Um, and that was it, believe it or not, 2015. And I was going to go there with the intentions of getting stronger so I could compete in yoga, as well as balance the flexibility to do more advanced poses. Um, and from there, I just, I love the community. I loved having that coach, that one-on-one -on -one time. Um, so that was 2015. So 2016, I actually entered into my first kettlebell competition for fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and for fun has turned into quite a journey um, to where we're at now. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I was making some notes and you have a very huge background on fitness and probably you are the first one out of so many um, I have interviewed that uh, have a very huge background on fitness. You started powerlifting, you started bodybuilding and then you went into powerlifting and then uh, you went into do yoga and then of course you went to start lifting kettlebells. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, what was which was your first professional uh, kettlebell competition uh, where you uh, actually did the professional preparation to compete into the competition? Yeah, we started in uh, 2016, you know, so okay. I, I did a just kind of a, you know, a competition to get a feel for things. And I would say um, probably my first one is actually in December of 2016. I know we were talking about um, Detroit as a common place that we've both visited. And um, I was so excited to do my first official competition and see some of the renowned kettlebell lifters. Yes. Um, I was going to be competing with one arm long cycle and I did um, a 16 kg, which was a huge stride for me, um, 87 reps. I was, I was actually just so happy that I could make it through the 10 minutes. I had no idea that, you know, I could maintain that pace. And it was, it kind of like started the ball rolling with like, yes. wow, you can really show up. Yes. Um, if you've trained right. Um, and I also did a five minute two arm long cycle with 12 kgs, yes. um, which was one of my first attempts. And um, it was like something like 44 reps. So I think that kind of was the marker for me, um, you know, for starting my journey and competition. We also stayed and I had my first um, seminar with uh, the world champion, Dennis, um, who's out of California. And he was super inspiring to hear his passion and dedication to um, from everything from his warm up to how he plans 
you know, his sets and his training and just his lifelong, um, you know, lifestyle of how he's been able to really develop into quite an athlete. So that was very inspiring. So we stayed for two days and I'd say that was the start of my journey in competition. Okay, okay. so of, uh, who introduced kettlebell sport to you? Your coach? My coach, Seiko Shima, Shima, she did. Okay, uh -huh. okay, okay, okay. Wow. So it's been now 2016, six years, five to six years you've been um, mm -hmm. lifting kettlebells, right? Correct. <laughs> wow. And, so um, I actually have, um, you know, in 2018, um, my goal was to do a 10 minute set with 12 kgs and um, to surpass the 100, you know, rep mark. And I achieved the world record currently, which is 122 reps um, wow. from my weight class. Um, so and I always, that is with uh, what kettlebell? Uh, this is the uh, 112 reps with? 122 reps. Uh -huh. <laughs> so um, uh, what size of kettlebell? Which kettlebell? 12 kgs. Okay. So two arm long cycle. Okay. And then I also, it's the American record. And then I have the American record and two arm long cycle for my weight class, which is 50. I compete in 57 kg, 58 kg, depending on the association. Okay. But I have the American record in 16 kg to our long cycle as well. Wow. Um, and that did come for years later. Uh, that was about 2021. Um, okay. And again, my ultimate goal was to surpass that 100 rep mark. I really felt like 100 reps means you're kind of ready to move on. Yes. Um, but if you're not hitting it, you still have some work to do to balance your cardio. And, and that was always my coach's right, goal yes. is to be safe and execute with form. Um, it may take longer and, you know, you just, you got to ride it out. <laughs> yes, true, true. Interesting. Um, there are a couple of things which usually an athlete uh, get confused. And if you, if he really knows what to do, when his age progresses, it really helps them to, you know, channelize his energies correctly. Now you have an exposure to powerlifting, you have exposure to bodybuilding, you have a kind of a little exposure to yoga, and now you have exposure to kettlebells. Uh, what do you think is the best combination for fitness when your age progresses? Um, uh, women about 45, women about 50, women about 55. What does she really want to inculcate the trainings? Um, that is the fitness training in her programs or in her uh, in her program to have an optimum fitness. What is your view on that? You know, it's changed with the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. I had to really adapt and try some different things. And so one of the things that um, I always struggled with was running. And okay. so I always, I mean, it was, it was never a fun thing. And so I had to change my mindset on how do I make this something that I can do? So during the pandemic, I started um, just running. So my goal was to run maybe a half hour, not for distance. So I really think cardio for me was an opportunity. And so during the pandemic, I ran my first five miles. Okay. <laughs> I was like, so um, I, I actually something that I do now to incorporate in my warm up. I run about two and a half miles to warm up my body. Yeah. And um, I really took that message. Dennis, um, the world champion, he does a warm up run. And so I had to, I, I took that as inspiration, but during the pandemic, I really felt like, 
you know, for me, I needed to find some kind of cardio that I could do, especially because I travel for work. So it was going to come in handy. Um, I can run anywhere and not be dependent on a machine. And um, so I think a balance of cardio is great. Mm -hmm. I think also my coach is um, very, you know, she's very uh, structured and she always has a reason for why I'm doing something. So I always consult her on these are the days that I'm going. So I usually train three days a week, okay. regardless of what's going on. And then I always have like an off day that I do kind of my own um, running or some type of GPP. Yes. Um, yeah. I live by the ab wheel. It's been something I've been doing since my powerlifting days. And in the last few years, it's really helped to build core strength in my whole body. And I travel with it. So that's yes. something that I do on a daily basis. And then because the pandemic was, you know, really affected, you know, our ability to be able to be in person in everything we do. As soon as I could, I decided that I would take up boxing yeah. as a sport to help, you know, just train my mind and something new. So I always feel like that's kind of refreshing for someone is to incorporate new either skills, new drills um, and boxing for me was I've never boxed, never been in a fight. Um, and I really love the aspect of keeping yourself safe and knowing how to defend. So I've been doing boxing now for about a year and a half. I do it every Monday, just once a week. Okay. Um, and I just, I still do my regular warm up, and then I take the class and um, it's been great. So I think having a great balance and having a coach that gives you great guidance, but also being open to trying new things is a great way to keep yourself on kind of point. True. Is boxing helping you in kettlebells? You know, I think it's, <laughs> you know, I've been doing it now for a year and a half. And I say yeah. during the pandemic, I've done more online competitions. I've probably done about six online competitions. I've achieved CMS in five minute jerk with 16s, 10 minute jerk with 16s. I've achieved CMS. I've achieved CMS with 20 kg. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, and then also, um, we did a 10 minute set, um, into a long cycle with twenties as well. And I achieved CMS. So I would say that that type of strength and being able to kind of relax is very similar to, um, some of those tips that my coach gives me all the time is where to relax, where to build strength, where to use your energy. And it's been great for me. So I'm going to continue. <laughs> great. Great. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. So the boxing has come up. So probably you have tried pretty much everything when it comes to strength and exercise. You have done powerlifting, you have done pretty much everything. And and I'm sure if, uh, this everything is combining together to help you to build the, the sport, that is the kettlebell sport, which you are doing now, right? So that's really right. nice. Yeah. Um, coming to the nutrition, uh, like, uh, do you follow any strict nutrition? Uh, or do you take some on and off supplements? Like uh, many lifters, uh, they have a particular, you know, season of uh, training during which they take some supplements. So do you, do you take some supplements or you're just on a regular nutrition plan, whatever you're taking? Well, How does that work for you? Okay, that's a great question. Well, you know, my mom always had us take vitamins. So okay. it's it's kind of been started from when I was little, but I do take just regular multivitamins. I do believe that having a diet that helps you maintain your life like a regular life. So with my balance of work is I like to be able to eat wherever I'm at and make just make good choices. So I try to stay pretty clean on my diet. Um, 
I do enjoy a glass of red wine here and there. Um, but I think, you know, when you're in training too, it's, it's also about the things that you know work for you. Um, I've recently, like in the last couple of years, I love, you know, to make sure that I'm also having a little bit of balance and fun in my diet, trying new foods. I pretty much stick to like chicken and fish, um, but I have ventured into a little bit of red meat, but um, I'm, I would just like to be normal. And I do have an obsession with coffee because I'm from Seattle. So you can't take that away. Okay. It's all day, every day. And then okay. um, I love kombucha. Like, you know, I just, I believe in um, just feeding your body with good things. And that's kind of what you're going to receive um, on the outside is you're getting good nutrition. So yes. I do take um, like supplement while I lift. Um, it's called Zip Fizz and I just put it in my water. Okay. It's a little bit of vitamin and fizziness. So it is um, like a but, sort of electrolytes? It's like a powder that you put in. It's a sports drink that's, you can get it off oh, at Amazon. But okay. My thought process is, is if I didn't have those things, I would, you know, they shouldn't dominate how I perform. So I think really just trying to keep it very simple and with just regular things that you can that you can find every day. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting, great. Um, in in these past so many years of lifting, you have done probably everything. So do you have any kind of uh, negatives about lifting weights, specifically kettlebells, like any negative experience? Uh, um, maybe lifting heavy, maybe uh, not lifting correctly. Uh, any of yours, any sort of experience that if you had. I think for me, um, it's hard to say a negative. I just, you know, I just sometimes you want more at the time, and your coach it wants you to stay at a certain point so that you don't get hurt. And I think the whole drive to be lifting a heavy bell can sometimes have that negative effect that you want to do it so bad but you yes. also know that you need to take some time to get there so i think that um people are people want that strength fast and i don't think it always comes like that for everyone for me it was a journey um <laughs> i do feel like sometimes that you know like my structure is it looks more like a a, a, a lifter and so um you know, as a woman too, you want to balance your femininity and um, and your strength. Yes. So I think that's always kind of a a, a, a challenge, not negative, but yes. um, I think you have to look at it too and embrace like yes. your passion and where you fit. Yes, yes, true that, true that, yeah. So that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's important because uh, uh, given the fact that uh, many men, many women, uh, in any kind of sport, they really take a lot of supplements to enhance their skill. And I have also seen that many women, men, they really do not take anything, but they really perform well. So it is a given a choice. Uh, how does the coach mm -hmm. guide? And that is basically based upon your coach. How does he advise you to... Well, that's uh, funny you say that because my coach, um, in the last two years, we've been training one arm long cycle, 24 kg. Okay. Uh, CMS in it. Um, I competed at the Arnold Sports festival and during that time for my frame she really encouraged me to take a protein supplement and so we've been working on what that is um especially after i work out yeah so um in fact this i'm training right now for when i'm long cycle to qualify for the u.s team in the 24 kg and so we've incorporated protein drinks and um making sure that my joints are safe as i lift a heavier bell okay okay so yeah. i agree wow <laughs> Great. Um, 
is a very important thing for me to understand uh, if you or your coach have certain numbers to be achieved in a particular competition say for example you want to do 110 repetitions with one hour long cycle in 10 minutes and if you fail to achieve that how do you manage the stress what what thought process goes in your mind because at times uh, if you're not able to achieve that number even you are well prepared but when it comes to competition things are very different right um, the environment uh, what goes in our mind um, so how do you manage that and what what does the coaching part plays a role here well right. i think the journey is the most important part and so even if you're you're shooting to hit that number okay. you have to think about all the things that you did good you know, you really have to look at like, this is part of the journey and it, it's gonna take longer. I wanna earn it. I don't wanna just be handed, you know, a number. You wanna earn it. It just feels better. And so for my mindset, you know, I review my my set. Yes. And I look at the things we've been working on. So usually there's some specific things. It could be anything from breath to like how we're gonna lock out. Um, so there's some specific skills and I always think like, I always try to do something that's better. So whether it be time, it may not be the reps, but you want to be able to go back and, and, and look at your journey and think like, well, I had to do it one more time. Um, the clock stopped. I've had that happen. You know, you've traveled somewhere and you're not in your place where you have all the things you're used to. So you have to train for conditions not to be perfect. And I always feel like that's a, a really good mindset to have. And you kind of, you have to take it when it comes, but you want to earn it. Yes, yes. Super. Wow. Great. No, that is very important because uh, um, when you have someone to coach you and when he or she has an experience in a particular sport for a, or a long time, then it really reduces your stress of actually thinking all those things. And you can really go and ask the coach, hey, what should I do? That That is why the coach plays a very important role. And that is what my next question is. Have you ever tried to coach or have you ever tried to train without a coach? You know, my coach is my friend, my mentor. Um, and I respect everything she's done for me. She's always guided me in the right way. So she always explains to me why we're doing things. And I think that's important for me. No, but when, um, she, when you're coaching, have you ever tried to co to train, to compete without a coach? See, there is two things, mm -hmm. coaching with a coach and coaching without oh. a coach. So uh, you're coaching with a coach now, but if you say that, have you ever tried? And what was the, mm -hmm. what was the result? I thrive under a coaching um, mentorship, like yes. in work and almost all places in my life it's been a part of my journey and my coach is very instrumental I, I've competed without her physically present okay but we've prepared that so I could go somewhere without having her be there um, and I feel like that that's that was a challenge zone I, I actually competed in San Diego for many years at the deck the bells at, in December flew there competed she gave me her words of wisdom and she knew I was ready so for me I i I, I love my coach. Like it's hands wow. down, not going away. Yes, yes, <laughs> it, yes. It's something that I need to keep me on track. And I need that feedback that's constructive and very honest and authentic. Yes, yes. Interesting, great, great. Wow, so the interaction is really nice. And 
Uh, me too. I'm absorbing a lot of things from you. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, because um, uh, everyone have a different experience. I have a huge experience as well. But then um, you're speaking your coach's language. And for me being a coach, I'm also teaching someone. So I also understand a lot of things. So it's interesting to have such kind of information. And when this information goes um, on social, many other people also learn. And that is how the society builds up. That is what my intention is to have a good coaching, to have a good information, good knowledge and the kettlebell sport grows slowly, steadily uh, to our next level, to a higher level in India and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Great. So uh, we would like to know that uh, your best kettlebell sporting records, if you have done marathon or maybe if you have done 10 minute classic, the best numbers. Well, my what I'm most proud of is probably I worked for almost two and a half years to achieve the 100 rep mark. I did 101 reps with 16 kgs. Um, and that was just actually on the June of the tw- of 2021 during the pandemic. And okay. to achieve that 100 rep mark with, you know, at the pace that I was, I would like to have performed at, uh, it was almost, it, it felt like, Wow, I can't believe we just did that. But it was a long journey. So to me, that was like one of the number one things that I was shooting for. And then also, I think my favorite lift is one arm long cycle. Uh, yeah. To be to be lifting the professional bell, the 24 kg. Yes. Um, it really doesn't feel like it. It's, it really comes down to me, like the form and how you execute the lift, not necessarily like the amount of reps, but for me, I want to be a class act and I'm always tweaking my form and I always know there's something better that I can do. But I think um, that's the beauty of a sport is you want to perfect your craft. And I think for someone that um, has a passion, it's not just that one lift. So I'm only as good as my last lift (laughs) is kind of my mindset. And then it's on to kind of like the next one. So even though you have many to go off of behind you, it's really like the next competition and what I'm currently working on um, that I keep top of mind. Interesting. Wow. So insightful. Thank you very much for sharing Mm -hmm. that advice. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we are pretty much on the end of the podcast. Um, What message do you want to give for the female lifters out here in India? any strong message which can inspire um, women to take up the sport? I think be your, own, be your own advocate for what you need. And if you need someone that gives you feedback, you need to be inspired to be a stronger, you know, example to, for me, it was my daughters. I wanted to be a, you know, a strong example of a mom you know, being able to hold a career, but also like show them that you got to take care of your health. And I think for all of us that are out there is there's always going to be someone stronger than you. There's always going to be someone younger than you is ignore what everyone has out there and just focus on what makes you happy and makes you unique um, and stick with it. Don't let a few little blunders get you down. Just stick with it. And that consistency will be um, your discipline. Yes. Interesting. Wow. Great. Lynn, thank you. Thank you very much for your valuable time. I wish you loads of luck in upcoming kettlebell mm-hmm. competition. And I'm sure um, 
the world has gotten smaller and we should uh, meet up sometime in one of the competitions anywhere in the world and uh, then definitely we can now uh, interact more on kettlebells and check out the journey what we have traveled <laughs> yeah so thank you very much for your valuable time and thank I wish you. you good luck thank you yeah. yes. yes thank you very much <laughs> yes